Chris the Dating Doc. And in this podcast episode, we're going to talk about daily rituals. We're going to talk about the daily rituals we do, why we do them, pitfalls that prevent them from continuing them, and also analyzing and possibly changing our rituals so we add the right ones and get rid of the wrong ones. Also going to discuss connection atrophy. It's a real thing. Everything from digital dating burnout, unresolved soul wounds from the past, and how popular ghosting situationships and overall bad behavior is in the dating environment. Stay tuned. So I like to take some time and you know talk about what's going on in my life and and my surrounding life, you know, friends, family, dating, et cetera, et cetera. And um, you know, it's interesting. Right now, a lot of my close friends are going through uh, like resurrection and, and replenishment, kind of the whole phoenix thing going on, um, restarting. And I think it's very empowering to 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 see that, to see people that can admit, hey, you know, uh, it's time for me to just go a whole different path. And I'm not talking like, you know, they're still my friends. I'm talking their own personal path. And, you know, a lot of us, a lot of us really, really forget to ever even consider that. We're always stuck in the same, stuck in the same. And sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's not. But the fact that they're able to just go ahead and take that risk, take the path that they haven't traveled yet and just see where it takes them. And I think that's, that's not bad. That's pretty cool. I, I, I like that. Um, at the same time, it's important to just make sure that, Hey, you know, are there things about my, my path that are beautiful? You know, is there a scenery that I enjoy? Um, you know, so it's, it's one of those things where you, you almost want to balance like, okay, there's people that are in continual state of restarting and replenishment. And I am a new person today, which there is a lot of benefit in, but there's a split with some friends. I am clapping for them. I am saying, go for it, restart, do your thing for others. I am worried that they continuously, continuously use this restart thing. And they've been restarting twice a year, three times a year. And I'm like, look, stay on one path for a little bit because if not, you're going to keep going in circles, right? So that's my observation. If you learn from it, hey, whatever. If you didn't, either way, stay tuned. This will be a two-part podcast episode. The first part being daily rituals and the second being focused on what I call connection atrophy. Now, what's important is that this is part of the theme of of a holistic approach to dating. Many contemporaries in my field, they may focus on divorce or breakup recovery. Others are in the field of seduction techniques. Others may focus strictly on relationships, couples, those that are married. I like to look at it all because once I'm able to converge all that information, then I create a little bit of a, of wholeness and awareness for dating as a, as a culture, because dating is a culture. Um, and a lot of that's been affected by society itself, which shapes that culture. So this first part on daily rituals, reason I did this is also a reminder of my own daily rituals and how they fit 
into the scheme of what I do when it comes to the business of educating others when it comes to dating. Um, so I'll take some examples here of daily rituals and I'll break down in the four components here. What we do, what the actual ritual is, why we do the ritual, pitfalls that may prevent me from continuing the ritual, and analyze and possibly changing my rituals or my set of rituals. The reason that I call them ritual sets is because we want to cascade and combine them into something that works. For example, a ritual that we all do, or hopefully we should do, is brushing our teeth, taking showers, uh, taking care of hygiene, eating three meals. That's kind of the, the, the average. Now, these are rituals that are implied. Most of them, most of us uh, do them. And we understand why we do them. For example, brushing your teeth. You brush your teeth because you want to prevent cavities, etc., etc. Shower, enough said. We understand why we do them. After a while, we don't think of the why. We just we just do it. Now, we don't think of the pitfalls of what will prevent us from continuing them because they're again they're implied. Rituals become habits. We don't think, oh man. If I don't shower, I may get an infection, may get sick, or I may stink. We don't really think about that, right? It's, it's ingrained in us to shower. Um, so we want to look presentable. We don't want to draw attention to us by having some sort of unpleasant odor. And we already know what the deal is when it comes to dating. Now, it leaves little room for us to analyze and change that habit. I don't, I don't look at the ritual of brushing my teeth and showering and saying, well, is this truly beneficial to me? Should I continue? And do I need to look at different ways of accomplishing the same goal, which is being clean, preventing infections and sickness, et cetera, et cetera. There are alternate ways to clean yourself, including using antibacterial wipes. You can just floss your teeth instead of completely brushing them. Uh, you can use a electronic water pick. So yes, there's alternate ways to reach that goal, which cascades into your ritual. But needless to say, it's a ritual for a reason. It's something that's easy for you to remember. It's repeatable. You don't have to think too much of it. And it accomplishes the goal. So that was a very, very layman terms, basic example of rituals, why we do them, the pitfalls that prevent us from continuing them and possibly analyzing or changing the ritual set. So I'm not going to change the ritual set of hygiene. I think it's very important, but let's look at the rituals of your smartphone in relation to dating. So for example, let's say that you have a ritual every morning you wake up, you check about two or three apps, whether it's Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, Plenty of Fish, Match, that is a daily ritual. You wanna see who you connect with, 
who you've matched with and who you need to respond to. And why do you do this? You do this because in the hopes that you'll get some attention, some people, again, that's their only point is to get attention. They're not really looking to go on dates. For others, it is to go on dates. And for others, it might vary, might say to possibly meet someone that you may end up with long-term or for others to possibly meet someone that I may have sex with. So that's the why. Pitfalls that prevent from continuing that ritual might be deleting the apps. It might be if your membership has expired and you just have the basic membership, which limits you to certain swipes a day, then that's a pitfall that prevents you from continuing that ritual. It could be that your phone stops working. That's a very obvious reason why you can't continue your ritual. Then you analyze the ritual itself. You say, okay, is it worthwhile for me to wake up every single morning and stare at my phone and swipe, 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 swipe? Especially if you're getting low or no matches or if you're getting matches that aren't really engaging, don't really care to to meet, and they're just kind of bored and chit-chatting. Now, this is why it's important I'm going to take a couple steps back here to understand why you do a ritual. If that ritual becomes a bad habit where you're just endlessly swiping and forget the reason of why you're doing this, then take it away from your daily rituals. Replace that with reading. Replace that with hearing a song of the day. Replace that with hearing stand-up comedy on your Alexa. Replace it with things that have value if you see that they do not have value. And then from there, you realize that you start adding more to your ritual set and taking away things that don't matter. So this next uh, section, I'm going to give you some further examples. But first, let's take a little break. The other part that's important to note when it comes to rituals is that you have a bandwidth of time, energy, and effort when it comes to how many rituals you can put in your life. So there's no way that I can work out for three or four hours a day and still have time to work on my business, to do full-time military, to take care of my daughter, and just to have peace of mind and read or relax a little bit. Sacrifices will have to be made. Now, I use the word ritual instead of habits because habits are a little bit different. You know, I may have a habit of overreacting if um, someone pushes my buttons. That's, that's, that's a habit, right? I have a habit of chewing my tongue if I'm on a long road trip, which, by the way, is a habit. It's not really a ritual. Rituals are things that you do that have an, uh, they're supposed to draw some sort of uh, effect on you. That's why when most people think of rituals, there's also the connotation of like spiritual or religious rituals, like uh, rosemary, for example, in, in Catholicism, or even some more sects of religions that have different rituals to call upon spirits. It's supposed to have some sort of effect. You know, that's that's really what, it, what I see rituals as. Um, so it's important to note that 
In the morning, before you go to work, you may be able to handle three or four easy rituals. And you can start stacking these in some that don't take as much brain energy. For example, one set is hygiene, right? Bam, that is one set. You don't you don't have to individually say, well, I will brush my teeth. I will take a shower. I will shave. I will do this. I will do that. Or for a woman, I will, you know, put on makeup. Just consider all of that into one ritual set. Second one might be for you to have a ritual of thinking of five things that bring you gratitude that you're thankful for. Okay, so you have your hygiene, you have your ritual of, of what you're grateful for, and that can be done on your drive to work or it can be done while you're fixing breakfast. Now making breakfast, things of that sort, um, hygiene after a while, they become ingrained in you. And depending how much time you have, you can and bandwidth, mental bandwidth, you can add more rituals. Take some vitamins before you go to work. Too easy. Or for the the ritual of getting up and running every other day. Add rituals, add rituals that become habits. That's really and, and again it may seem like I'm repeating myself, but at times we have a lot of folks that listen but don't apply and execute what's learned. So at times I have to state the obvious multiple times. Um, <clears throat> so yes, yes. Uh, going back to the dating piece. Let's look at some other examples real quick. If you have the ritual of going and swiping right or talking to men who are bearded, and have abusive tendencies because that's entertaining to you, you have to, again, break it down. What is your ritual? You swipe right for guys that have beards and look like abusers. Why do you do it? Because it excites you. What are some pitfalls that can prevent you from repeating that ritual? It's telling yourself, this is damaging. This guy is gonna break my heart and it is not healthy for me to have my heart broken. It is not healthy for me to lower my own self-esteem and image because I keep making the same mistakes, regardless how much the man entertains me. And that's where you go into the fourth step, which is analyzing and possibly changing that habit. From now on, I will not swipe on men that look like abusers or that I that remind me of men I used to date. And I'm going to add rituals to make myself feel valued and not easily bored, which in turn gets you back into that ritual of going for the wrong men. Notice that I say ritual instead of habit. Almost synonymous, but not quite. Another ritual could be every time you go on a date, you feel all kinds of anxiety. So what do you do going on a date? Why do we do it? Because I really, really enjoy meeting someone new. Pitfalls that prevent you from continuing them is the anxiety, the fear of rejection, fear of not being accepted. So what do you do? You still go on dates, but now you add rituals of looking forward to the date, of lessening your anxiety. And that cascades into another ritual set, which could be working out, meditation, taking CBD, taking any kind of something that will relieve that anxiety or fear of rejection. 
That's an example of the sequential rituals that lead to positive impacts. One last example is, let's say you keep having sex on a first date and then you end up getting ghosted. What do you do is you're having sex on every first date. Why do you do it? Because you get excited and you have your adrenaline pumping, your dopamine's high, and you cannot wait for two bodies to become one. What are some pitfalls that can prevent you from continuing that ritual is realizing how empty you feel afterwards, how you never get a call or text back, how you're starting to be defined as just someone who's only good for sex. How do you analyze and change that? Well, you analyze and you figure out what are the advantages, disadvantages of what I'm currently doing and how can I add different rituals? Ritual of patience. Maybe the second you think about sex, you tap your foot as a reminder to yourself. That's a, that's a, that's a ritual. Um, the ritual of saying, you know, I'm going to value this person and myself and chill out a little bit on the sex. I want to show that I can be more worthy than just my body. And that's when you start adding a whole different mindset. So include those daily rituals in your life. Okay. If part of that ritual is you leaving the condoms at home because that forces you to be safer by not having sex, then do it. All right. So hopefully you enjoy that. Let's get into our next topic. Something I wanted to speak about is this term that I've coined called connection atrophy. Maybe it's out there, maybe it's been created before, but it encapsulates my belief system in regards to modern dating and the problems that are associated with modern dating. And what I have here is I have some some factors, some to consider on what is causing this connection atrophy. As you know, atrophy is something where, you know, you have muscle atrophies because you're not using that muscle and after a while it becomes weak and you have to go through all kinds of rehab to get that going again, right? If someone is, was paralyzed, temporarily paralyzed for a couple months, then their back muscles or leg muscles will atrophy. They'll lose their strength and their functionality and then you have to kickstart it again. You have to get it going again. And that's what's happening nowadays with modern dating and even really transcending outside of dating, how we interact nowadays, period. I'm sure as you know, we'd rather be right than get along, but that's for another day. So some of the uh, considerations, digital burnout leaves no real space for anything else. When you're balancing Netflix, podcasts, you know, this podcast, text messages, emails, work emails, work text messages, notifications from your child's teacher, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you are burned out to the point you may not have any extra fuel in the tank for anything else. In this case, digital dating apps or texting back someone you're interested in or giving them a call, you have no energy. Therefore, when you have no energy to give, it's not going to lead to any kind of connection. 
the lack of assuming risk. No one wants to assume risk anymore. Men nowadays want the quick fix. They want the quick pickup technique. They want to be able to land the woman of their dreams, whether it's short term or long term, with minimal effort and goes for women as well. There's a lot of women that say, well, you know, I can't find a good man, but I'm just kind of out there seeing how things go, right? Minimal effort. And a lot of that's because they don't want to assume the risk of pain and rejection, which this leads to the atrophy, the lack of kickstarting that authenticity and magic of yesteryears. Before, when there really wasn't this connection atrophy, people would be able to just go up to each other, discuss, talk, flirt, buy a drink, look across a bar. There's some authenticity and magic that would happen. Nowadays, everyone's too busy staring at their phone and they don't even want to take the risk anymore because they don't see the benefit. And that's troublesome. Which leads to unresolved soul wounds from the past. Soul wounds, okay? My accent might be throwing you off, but soul as an S-O-U-W. Uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry. S-O-U-L. Man, that's how you know this is an unfiltered podcast when I can't even spell soul. S-O-U-L. Unresolved soul wounds from the past, right? You may have a... a uh, bad breakup that you just haven't, you you haven't bounced back from. Or there was that one person that got away and you're still thinking about them. This also is part of that connection atrophy. Unhealthy attachment styles. I introduced another um, one of four attachment styles in a previous podcast, but yes, the avoidant, the insecure, the dependent, the ambivalent attachment style um, very dangerous. And because sometimes you'll end up leading with pride and fear and you'll never get anywhere. And again, that leads to that connection atrophy. One that I am particularly very, very passionate about are the bad habits that have become popular. Ghosting, situationships, quote unquote situationships, right? Where you're not really looking for something long-term, but you want to be respected beyond more than just short-term. And it only lasts a couple of weeks and then you're back to, you know, you're back to square one. These are what I call situationships. Um, yeah, th- these, these have become so popular that they're almost becoming justified. And we're in an era where nowadays whatever's popular is right. Even if it's wrong, as long as it's popular, right? Uh, where I kind of think of the old quote of whatever is popular is not always right. And whatever is right is not always popular. Ghosting is is not fun, okay? It's cowardly if you're the, the, the sender and it's very disappointing if you're the receiver or the recipient. So let's get away from bad behavior. I don't care how many people are doing it. It's just not right. And again, it's another consideration for connection atrophy. (sighs) Lastly, but definitely one of the more important ones is the the decrease in self-work. 
people nowadays are not really, really working on themselves. They simply just say, I'm just going to take a break and uh, focus on me. And they're really not. Some, some yes are. Some are doing all kinds of uh, self-improvement cycles, rituals, and trying to make themselves better. But for, for a whole part, whole majority of us, we just take breaks. We just take breaks from life and and claim that we're working on ourselves, but we're really not. And that's, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's unfair, but that's how we do it. Um, lack of accountability. Nowadays, less and less people will admit when they're wrong, especially in this very hot social climate we're in. They don't want to admit they're wrong. And the last is the lack of organic situations. Like I was hinting at. Um, It'd be nice to get back to walk in the park and meeting someone. Going to a coffee shop. Going to a networking event. Now I understand with COVID at the time of this podcast, it's kind of hard to socialize like that. But there's still pockets of organic magical situations that can happen when it comes to dating. But when there's a lack of that, just to recap, when there's lack of those organic situations, when there's lack of people not wanting to take risk, when there's a promotion of ghosting situationships and bad behavior, when we are going through digital dating burnout, yes, it's going to lead to this atrophy, this collective connection atrophy. It's dangerous for dating. It's something that we need to work on. Because if not, we're just going to continuously slide. And right now, I'd say dating, if dating was a stock in a portfolio, I would not, uh, I would look at dating as it, as on the decline. It is a stock that is not being valued as much as it should. And it should. 